Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. to the principles podcast thanks for taking a listen i know you could be listening to anything else or doing anything else yet here you are and uh, one of the things i always say in one of our leadership trainings is that anytime you do anything you are literally trading your life for that activity in that moment because time is something you'll never get back and uh, you're literally trading your life to listen to this podcast or watch it on youtube and my goal is to make that a worthy trade of your time. And today we are talking about having a champion's mindset. And I just want to go ahead and say uh, I'm sorry for all the sports analogies that you will find in today's lesson. I'm kind of sorry, just a little bit. Uh, but the interesting thing about sports is they it, sports offer some great lessons on leadership and leading ourselves well, if we'll just kind of kind of dig in and take a listen and just curious, have you ever thought about what it would look like to be world famous? Like legit, world famous. I mean, what it would be like to be known and liked by many people all over the world. And I'm sure there are some pretty nice perks that come along with being world famous, but I really want to propose something even better And that's being world famous in the eyes of those closest to you, in the eyes of those closest to me. And it's the ones who truly know me that I want to be world famous in their eyes, not the ones on the outside who think they know me. And it's not being world famous to the world, but being world famous to your world. And your world includes those you work with. It's your team members, it's your vendors, it's your customers. It it includes those you interact with in the community. And it especially includes those who live under the same roof as you do. And when I was about three, my dad left and my granddads were not in the picture. One of those uh, granddads, grandfathers, he passed away before I was born. And the other one I never really met. Uh, so there weren't really any real father figures or men in my life early on. My stepdad came along a little bit later on. Great guy. But early on, I didn't have that father figure. So what I would do is I would kind of watch men and I would watch how they interacted. And I noticed that there were some men who were well-respected in the community, but not so much in the home. I also noticed that there were other men who were well-respected in the community and the home to the point where their kids and their spouse actually wanted to be around them, right? They actually wanted to spend time with them. And one of these guys was my football coach, Coach D. Now, uh, Coach D, he was different. He he was a man that if he said yes, then you could count on that yes. If he said no, you could count on that no. He he carried himself in a certain kind of way, and it was clear that he had respect for himself because how many of you know that if you don't have respect for you, then it's hard for somebody else to have respect for you, right? But he also extended that respect out to others, and you know what he got in return? He got respect, right? And one day in middle school, I remember this big old fight broke out. Fight broke out in the cafeteria, and it was it was wild. It was crazy. I mean, mashed potatoes, corn, hair extensions were going everywhere, right? 
And us kids, we were excited. We were loud. And the teachers, teachers, I mean, they were trying to do their best they could uh, to get everybody to calm down and to break up this fight. And they struggled for several moments to break this fight up with no success. But in the very back corner of the cafeteria, this door began to creak open a little bit. And there were these whispers that started to spread. Ooh, it's Coach D. It's Coach D. Shh, it's Coach D. And the door finally opened all the way up, and it was Coach D. And Coach D walked into the room. And y'all, as soon as Coach D walked into the room, everybody got quiet. They quit fighting, and they sat down immediately. He didn't even say anything. He just walked into the room. And I was like, dang, Coach D, right? Coach D is someone I call that has a champion's mindset. And the root, the very foundation of having a champion's mindset is integrity. Integrity starts with what you and I do and how we act when no one is watching. It's, see, it's easy to do good work when the boss man or the boss lady is watching. But can I carry out my work with excellence when there's nobody else looking over my shoulder? And it's easy to make sure that I got all the I's dotted and the T's crossed when somebody, when I know that there's somebody going to come back and check my work. But what about when I'm left to my own? Will I still be able to do the work like a champion? It's how I carry myself when the lights aren't on me. So what does it look like to live like a champion, to have live out a champion's mindset? And when I think about that, the first thing I think of is champions focus on who they are and who they are becoming as a champion, not on who they were in the process of becoming a champion. See, we failed. We Every single one of us have failed, and we've made mistakes many times. And some of those mistakes could actually be classified as an intentional wrong. It wasn't a mistake. It was an intentional wrong. Champions realize that all those failures, all those mishaps, all those bad choices actually offer indispensable lessons that only can be discovered through failure. Losers see failures fatal, and it paralyzes them. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen, um, the last dance with the, the Netflix series on, um, uh, the 97 and 98 Bulls with Michael Jordan. I found it fascinating, right? The Bulls are known for their dynasty of their two three-peats in winning the NBA championship, but it took Michael Jordan seven years before he actually won the first championship. And during the Netflix series, it kind of shows the struggles, it shows the injuries, it shows the tough losses, the tough defeats that they had before they finally won. And most all sports teams had this, they had these heartbreaking moments of just getting close and just getting a taste, but coming up just short before they actually see victory. See, losers, they get frustrated and mad and they blame and they play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game or even say, well, we gave it the good old college try. But champions do not settle. They do not blame. They accept responsibility. They realize that a loss actually reveals an area of growth. And many of us in life choose to settle or get frustrated instead of making the commitment to just keep getting better. And if we want to add more value, then we need to make ourselves more valuable. The other thing I want to say on that is that champions, they they do not identify themselves with their failures. See, some people, they'll, they'll make a mistake and they'll identify themselves as a failure because they failed. 
Fail, failing is an event. It's not a person. It's not an identity statement. So you're not a failure. You're not your mistakes, right? You want to use those as lessons to be learned. Experience is not the greatest teacher. Evaluated experience is. It's when we evaluate those experiences that we allow the lessons to catch up with us. So the other thing is they don't have to go around trying to prove to people that they are a champion. A champion does not have to go around and claim and, and, and announce to everybody. They don't have to go out and make a scene. The way they go about their lives, the way they carry themselves, the way they go about their work, the way they interact with others and the results they produce speak for themselves. See, it's the person that tries to prove or impress others validates that they are not a champion. Champions do not have to prove to people that they are a champion. They simply know it and they show it, right? Number three is they don't play down to the level of talent that they're playing against. My senior year in high school, our football team, we were ranked the number one small school in the state of Mississippi, right? We had the, we had scored the most points of any other team in the entire state. We'd given up the fewest amount of points in the entire state. We had several players already committed to playing at the next level. We were big, we were fast, and we were strong. And at towards the end of the year, we were playing the worst team in our division. They hadn't won a game all year. But at halftime, we found ourselves tied with this team, zero to zero. Coach D, hey, y'all, uh, he was not happy. <laughs> and Coach D, look, he, was, he, he wasn't somebody who would give you a good cussing or anything like that. Uh, we had some other ones who might, but he, he, he came as about as close to cussing as I heard him uh, during my time there during this game. And he came in and he said, men, Excuse my French, but you're playing like a bunch of pansies. Pansies. He was like, what? Did Coach Did Coach D just call us pansies? I he did. And and y'all, I'm not sure what else he went on to say, but there are a couple of lessons I learned in that. And and it was in that moment. See, we thought our reputation and their reputation would be enough to intimidate them. But reputation is based on the past. See, I'm grateful for my past victories, but I can't rely on my past victories for today's game. And I'm going to live my very best. I'm going to give my very best today in order to reach today's ceiling. But the very moment I wake up tomorrow and I'll roll over out of bed and I place my feet on the floor, I am placing my feet on yesterday's ceiling. And yesterday's ceiling is now today's floor. See, we also thought that we could rely on our talent. We thought we could just simply show up and rely on talent alone. But talent is never enough, right? Many of you have heard me talk about that uh, That in this area of giftedness, this thing that we're good at, many times we feel like we can just show up. And because it's something that we're good at, we can still get the compliments. We'll get the pats on the back. We'll get the that a boy, that a girl type thing, right? But we're the only ones that know that we didn't give our very best. We just kind of showed up. We just We chose to just wing it and we didn't work for it. And I just want you to know that the world is chock full of talented people who haven't made a true lasting impact on the world because they simply chose to show up and to settle for good enough. I think champions, they have the mindset that they know that you can't take shortcuts. They don't take shortcuts because shortcuts eventually get brought to the light. It may take some time, but it always We'll get found out. One of the teams that I get to work with, I come alongside of and do leadership training. We've been going through the book, Think and Grow Rich. And in that book, he makes this statement that many, 
Many people, they have this weakness of wanting something for nothing. And he says, there is actually no such thing as getting something for nothing. Zig Ziglar says, when an individual or a company compromises, hey, that one time, whether it's on principle or on price, the next compromise is right around the corner. Man, that's so good that champions don't cut short. They don't do the shortcut stuff. Number five is, I I feel like this is my favorite one right here, is they champion other people. True champions champion other people. This is where champions make a real impact. We want to believe in other people and help other people see the greatness that's within them. We want to live a life in a certain kind of way that triggers something, inspires something in somebody else. Because most people, they don't see themselves as champions and they need someone else to help them see it. But if you're listening to me, I I just got to tell you, I got to tell you this, that it's easy to champion and to believe in someone when they're already amazing and when they're already doing some cool stuff. It's a whole other thing to believe in people before they're showing the attributes of greatness. See, to believe in people and trust in people before they deserve it is a different thing. That's tough. And two of the best examples I can think of actually come from the Bible. One of them is uh, David before he was king of Israel. David was running for his life, and it said that all the folks who were in debt and running themselves, those who were distressed and discontented, they all kind of came to him. He attracted these people. And if you want to say it like this, they could be considered scoundrels, right, by culture. Culture could consider them scoundrels when they met him. But when when you read on later on, they're not considered as scoundrels. They're, they're referred to as mighty men of valor who were giant killers, See, David turns scoundrels into giant killers. I mean, one of these guys, it says that he chased the lion. It didn't say he was chased by a lion. It said he chased the lion on a snowy day. The lion falls into the pit. The dude jumps down in the pit and kills the lion. Now, that's hardcore stuff. He takes scoundrels and turns them into giant killers. The second example is a pretty obvious one is Jesus. See, Jesus... Yes, he was the son of God. He was fully God and fully man. And he could have went to the prestigious. He could have went to the powerful. He could have went to the religious and the people who think they already had everything figured out to be his world changers. But he went to the ordinary. He went to the outcast. See, he went to the fishermen who had to get their hands dirty for a living. He went to the tax collectors who were despised. And he treated women with honor and respect, which totally countercultural. He went to the murderers. Look, one of his main guys in the 12 was called a zealot. A zealot was someone who was zealous for the nation of Israel. They were trained assassins, right? (laughs) They were trained to kill folks, right? Yet, Yet Jesus had him as one of his top dudes in his inner 12. So he took the outcasts and he turned them into world changers. And I think that's amazing, but I gotta be honest with you on something. It's very high rewarding but it's also very high risk. Champion other people is high risk, high reward. Because when you champion other people, you have to get close to them, which means they have to get close to you, which means you open yourself up. And when you get close and you open yourself up, you open yourself up to be used, abused, and accused. The same culture that produced Peter, James, and John in its midst also had a Judas, a betrayer, It's high risk, high reward. But hey, in my opinion, 
it's worth it. Hey, I hope today has added value to you, and I hope you got at least something that you can take and uh, add, uh, you know use to implement. I, I don't want to just uh, motivate you and inspire you. I hope I do motivate you, inspire you, but I, I, I really want to always provide something that you can grab a hold of, that you can apply. And I want to challenge you and encourage you to have a champion's mindset that you, even you are a champion. I believe that. I believe in you. I believe in your dream. I believe that your life matters, that you are made for awesome and incredible things. And uh, hey, just want you to know that if you got any any thoughts or feedback on this one, feel free to comment. We would love to hear those. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with any of the latest episodes of Principles with Corey and Logan. And I would ask for you to share this. If this uh, podcast or video, if you're watching on YouTube, has uh, added value to any kind of way, I would ask that you share it with somebody. Share it with a friend or family member. Share it with your circle of influence. And we'd love to get it into the hands and impact as many people as we can. So, hey, appreciate you guys for listening. Hope you have an awesome day. And God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself, as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform, and hey, we value your feedback, and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?